welcome in to another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by John Glennon. John, how are you today? I am well, Jimmy, and you? Doing good, doing good. It's always a little bit weird when you don't have the Titans to watch on a Sunday. Um, but kind of nice after uh, what happened Thursday night to be able to sit back and just watch the rest of the league and, and see how that goes. So we'll talk a little bit about um, what happened Thursday night and what it means going forward and kind of look forward a little bit to the Baltimore game. Before we do that, remind you as always that this podcast is brought to you by Broadway Sports Media. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is where you can find all the best Titans analysis. You can find John Glennon's work there as well as all the film reviews, the breakdowns, the you know look, look aheads and all that kind of stuff. So check that out. Best Titans analysis you'll find on the internet. You can sign up for a free account there, see everything that's going on. Um, I, 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 I'm fairly confident that you'll want to stay once you do that. Also, Home Run Throwback is the podcast feed. Just search that out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you get this show and the Titans in 10 that I do a few times a week, uh, just kind of breaking down the, the daily news that comes out you know, as, as a practice week happens and all of that kind of stuff. All right, so this is the first time we've talked since the Titans played the Colts on Thursday night. Um, lost 34 to 17. I think all of us remember that. Probably like to forget it a little bit. Um, but you know, as bad as it feels, one thing that we were talking about uh, before we jumped on here is that you know the the thing we it's easy to forget is the Titans were leading that game late into the third quarter, and then you have a series of basically three special teams events that if they don't go as poorly as they went then the Titans are still in that game, and you might have a competitive game in the fourth quarter, which is obviously not what ended up happening and makes it feel worse than it was. But, I mean, I think we have to start there with, with special teams and what the Titans are doing there. I mean, it, it's it's been bizarre, the fact that they haven't been able to find a kicker for a year and a half now. You have the whole punter thing that is a result of an injury. I mean, all that stuff is, you know, stuff that comes up, but generally your punter doesn't get hurt. Um, but... I think for the first time this week, Mike Vrabel opened the door to the possibility that the Titans could be looking at a kicker replacement for Steven Goskowski. And it's weird because, I mean, listen, he hit six field goals in Minnesota. He's won multiple games for this team, even in games where he's missed, missed kicks and all that stuff. I mean, we, we've, we've kind of gone over that ad nauseum with all of that. But do you think this week they'll be bringing kickers to look at? I, I think it's time, you know, I, I think that Mike Vrabel, uh, you know, in some respects gave a understandably long leash to Steven Goskowski because of Goskowski's track record, uh, because of his familiar with Goska- familiarity with Goskowski. I think those are some of the main reasons that Goskowski, despite the inconsistency, has been around this long. But at some point, you know, you, you just have to realize that, hey, special teams is, is costing us games. That's not the only reason, but uh, it, it has to be better. And when you look at Goskowski's odd season, uh, you know, you talked about it. He's, he's 6 of 7 from 50 yards plus. He's 6 of 13 from inside of 50. It's, it's very, very strange. Um, but the, the overall, uh, the bottom line is it's not good enough. That's eight misses in nine games, that is more than any Titans uh, kicker has had in a, in a whole season since the franchise uh, moved up this way. Um, you know, and, and again, certainly there's there's great, there have been upsides, you know, the, the, the 50-yarders, the three game winners, 
you know, this guy was the special teams player of the month in, in September. Um, but it's time. Uh, you know, they, they just can't give him any more rope, I don't think. And, and the question now is, to me anyway, assuming they make that move, is, is where do you go? And, and I think the first area that I would assume they, they look at um, is, you know, recently signed uh, kicker to the practice squad, Giorgio Tavecchio. Um, you know, is, is he a guaranteed lock? No. Uh, this guy hasn't kicked in the NFL since, since 2018. Um, and, you know, you, you say, are there other alternatives? Well, you know, there, there's a veteran out there, uh, you know, Stephen uh, Hauschka, uh, is out there as well, but you know I think he had some struggles in in his last time before leaving the league as well. Tavecchio, we know, has got a big leg uh, like Goskowski. He uh, he had a good percentage from from over fifty in the in the two seasons that he played in the NFL. Um, so and then the Titans have some familiarity with him since he's now been on the the practice squad for a little bit of time anyway. So one way or the other, though, you know I, I think it's it's high time. Uh, that, that something had to change uh, in terms of kicker. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the uh, – or we've talked a little bit about the punting situation. But, boy, um, you know, it, to me it, it almost looked like the Titans outsmarted themselves uh, against the Colts. You know, they had a guy come in uh, against Chicago, Ryan Allen, and, and had a good, solid game. Um, you know, his, his gross average anyway was 50 yards a kick for eight, eight punts. Um, and he held very well for Goskowski as well. And, you know, I think the Titans went in a different direction with Trevor Daniel, who hasn't had much experience lately. And, and boy, uh, that didn't prove right when he uh, when he knocked off that 17-yard shank that set up for the Colts for the score that, that put them ahead in the third quarter. So that should prove interesting this week uh, as well, what we see on the, on the puncher front. Yeah, because they still have Allen on the roster. So it's a weird deal where they have two punters on the 53-man roster. I don't, I don't know how many times you've seen that in the, in the NFL history, but it, it can't be that many. Um, and, and so, yeah, I guess they'll reevaluate all of that stuff. And, you know, I mean, we, we know with all the COVID testing and all that stuff that has to be done now that it, things are different than they, they would have been in the past. Because, you know, going back to the week before the Bears game, you know, after Kern had gotten hurt, they can only, you know, they have to bring guys in on Monday once they know that Kern's hurt. Those guys have to pass five days of COVID testing before they can come in the building. So you couldn't get anybody that wasn't here at that point in before Saturday. So it seems like they went with Allen just based off of the familiarity that he had with Goskowski, like you mentioned, had held for him before. And then something (laughs) on a short week, they decide to make the switch. Like you said, it, it does feel a little bit like they outsmarted themselves. But the, the shank was obviously a problem. But then, you know, the the punt that gets blocked is not his fault. I mean, that guy comes and basically no. takes takes the ball off his foot. And so there's other issues there on special teams. And we talked about this a lot this year. Um, and, you know, it wasn't as big of a deal early in the season. The defense, special teams, all that stuff, it, it, it doesn't matter as much when the offense is putting up, you know, 35, 40 points a game. But then when that starts to slow down a little bit, when you face these better defenses, you can't get away with, with missing in the other two facets, facets of the game. And, again, you know, we laugh at coach, some coaches sometimes when they say, you know, all three phases are equally important, all that type of stuff. But when special teams is really bad, it feels as important as offense and defense, and that's where the Titans have found themselves. And so I don't know 
I don't expect Vrabel to make a coaching change at this point. And, I mean, I don't know, again, uh, the protections and all that stuff, how much of that's on the, the guy that draws it up, how much of it's on the players. You know, we'll, we'll never really know that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, what we do know is the special teams unit as a whole is not getting it done right now. And so something has to change. And so I do think – I mean, I'd be surprised if we don't see some type of move at kicker this week. Um, and, and any of it's an unknown, right? I mean, there are there are certainly plenty of good kickers, but most of them have jobs. And, you know, it seems like it, it just takes a little bit for a kicker to, to lose his confidence or, you know, whatever it is that, that causes these types of things to happen. And I just think, for whatever reason, Goskowski is just – he's off at this point. And I think you have to shake it up, and you, you have to see what else can be done there. You know, with the punter situation, I mean, we're – at least still two weeks away from Brett Kern being back. So they're going to have to get one of these guys in. I, I, I would hope that you see one of them cut this week, that you only have, you only go into next week with, with one guy, one punter on the 53-man roster. But, you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, we'll get to the offense in a minute because the offense has certainly, you know, tailed off of where they were early in the season. I, I think there there are a few reasons for that. But the defense, you know, a couple weeks ago, they make all these moves to, you know, they get rid of Vic Beasley, they get rid of Jonathan Joseph, you you elevate a couple of guys, it, it looks like it's, you know, going better against the Bears, but we talked about last Sunday night that, you know, be careful with how much you put into that because of how bad mm-hmm. that Bears offense is. And then we go out and we see the, this this Colts offense that hasn't been great, but you saw a very similar game plan or at least the way it played out from the Colts, from what you saw with the Steelers. Phillip Rivers was, right. was catching the snap and getting rid of the ball. And they still just don't have – I mean, the pass rush is certainly an issue. But you're seeing right now that these, these teams that are able to do it on offense, their game plan is to get the ball out as quickly as possible against the Titans because of the coverage, you know, whatever. We talk about soft coverage and all that type of stuff. But – until this defense gets that stuff figured out, I mean, they're not going to be a team that's ready to contend on any type of championship level when you've got a defense that looks like this one does right now. Yeah, it's just too easy right now for, for opponents against this defense. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, hey, there were some, some signs that there, there might be change. There was, you know, some optimism after the Chicago game. And, and really, you know, we're kind of back at, at square one with the Titans defense after that the Indianapolis game, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's fairly, fairly obvious that, you know, that there's too much cushion from the defensive back too often, uh, you know, and, and Kenny Vaccaro, I thought after the game sort of addressed this pretty well. Uh, also, he said, you know, he feels like they need to, uh, you know, kind of disguise their coverages to mix them up a little bit more, uh, you know, to, to look like it's going to be, uh, you know, a softer coverage and then jump up into, into press or vice versa, you know, maybe start and press and then disguise it a little bit and, and, and you move back uh, because it's pretty clear right now that the opposing quarterbacks have a pretty good bead on what the, uh, the Titans defenders and, and the, the secondary in particular is doing. And uh, you know, again, yeah, we, we've talked about the pass rush and, and it's, you know, on pace for a, you know, probably a franchise low in terms of sacks, but yeah, the games against Indianapolis and Pittsburgh in particular, uh, the quarterbacks have been getting rid of the ball so quickly, I, I don't think you can really 
fault the rush uh, too badly in, in either of those situations. Now, you know, how are they going to change this? Uh, again, I think, you know, Mike Vrabel seemed uh, to, to be fairly open about the idea of, of you know, more press coverage, uh, you know, on a regular basis. Does that pose more risks in terms of giving up the big play? Yes, yes, it does. But the fact is right now you're, you're not winning vice versa. You know, I think the Titans' idea, as it was often last year, you know, was, was to play fairly soft, you know, the, the bend but don't break style and, and then kind of stiffen up um, and, and make the, the, uh, the opposing team have long drives. Uh, you know, and eventually they'd make a mistake or, or be forced to punt. But, you know, you're not getting the mistake enough this year. You're not forcing them to, to punt. You're not stopping them in the red zone. That's, that's for sure. Um, and, and as a result, uh, you know, you were just seeing score after score. We didn't see the, the Colts didn't punt until late in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, they, they never had a, a three-play drive. Um, it, it was, you know, bare minimum of, of I think, five. Uh, and they had several of, like, 11 and 13 and 15 and so forth. And, you know, the Titans D just, just can't get off the field. And, you know, you, you made the point, too, um, uh, about the offense. And I know we'll touch on that a little bit more uh, later. But, yeah, the, the point is, through the first five, six games of this season, the offense was covering up a lot of these issues, uh, you know, just simply because they were outscoring uh, opponents. But now that that's not happening as frequently, these issues are, are really, really glaring. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the Titans' uh, sake, you know, a Dory Jackson maybe gets back in there uh, soon enough, and then maybe you've got King, Butler, and Jackson as your top three. Maybe that makes a little bit of a difference. Maybe Christian Fulton, even though he's a rookie and hasn't played much, you know, maybe he gets back in there eventually, and, and maybe that'll – That'll help. You know, those guys, specifically Adoree and Christian Fulton, are the two fastest guys in the secondary. And if you're going to play a little bit more, uh, you know, tighter coverage, if you're going to play some more press, that's one thing that you, that you have to have in order to uh, to guard against that deep threat is, is speed. Listen, and I understand the idea of not wanting to give up the big play. I mean, we see that that's such a, a big component in what the NFL is today. But I think I saw a stat that Phil Burr threw the ball over 20 yards in the air one time in this game. Yep. And, and I mean, it's just crazy. And like you said, when we talk about drives, the Colts go 11 drives and they don't get it on fourth down. 11, dri- 11 plays, don't get it on fourth down. 11 plays, kick a field goal. Eight plays, touchdown. 13 plays, field goal. Um, you, have four pl- you have 15 plays to start the second, second quarter. They, again, turn it over on downs. Um, four plays and a touchdown. That was after the, the shank punt. Um, and then you have the four-play drive after the missed field goal for a touchdown, and then five plays and a punt. So, I mean, they're, it's, it's not working, right? I mean, again, the bit but don't break thing was, was okay last year because, like you said, they would force a mistake, force a punt, force a field goal. I mean, that, that kind of stuff, you, you can live with that. But it, it's just not – it's just not working this way. The defense is on the field the entire game. I think that makes it harder for the offense to get in a rhythm. Um, and, again, not to make too many excuses for them, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it just feels like that there's no, there's no in-game adjustment to what, the t- what teams are doing. I mean, we, we, we saw from the beginning of the game what the Colts were going to do, catch the ball, get it out, catch the ball, get it out. They did it the whole game, and it, they never, it just seemed like the Titans never adjusted to that. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, obviously the, la- the loss of Dean Pease 
and the defensive coordinator thing, and, and everybody's talked about that around and around. And I don't think Vrabel got directly asked about it after this one like he did at, you know, in a couple of games earlier when he said that's absolutely not the problem. But at some point, there needs to be some type of – and he talks about – he's big on, on, on accountability. We've got to coach better. We've got to play better, that kind of stuff. It, it just seems like that there needs to be a little bit more focus on that and on the fact that wh- whatever they're trying to do on defense is just not working right now. And there are personnel issues, like you said – once Adoree comes back, if you get Christian Fulton back, it's a completely different secondary and maybe a really good one, but it's not that right now. And it, it just feels like they need to try to do something different in the interim. And, you know, maybe if they gave up a big play once in a while, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because when you're giving up those long plays, I mean, those long drives that end up in touchdowns, I don't know, it feels like those can be a little bit more demoralizing than even just a big play. And so, again, like with a guy like Phillip Rivers, who has never had the strongest arm, and I mean, he's a great quarterback, Hall of Fame guy, all that stuff, but it, it just seems like you'd, you'd want to make him uncomfortable, throw the timing off, make him try to hit something over the top just to see if he can do it. And they just they it, it just felt like they never made that adjustment. And I did think, you know, Vaccaro's uh, interview after the game was, was really telling in, you know, hey, maybe we need to reevaluate some stuff. Maybe we need to to look at what we're doing because it's just it's just not working right now. So we'll see. You know, I mean, they they have the kind of mini bye week here. They have a little bit more time to evaluate themselves and see what's going on. So maybe we'll see that switch. And listen. There are, you know, you can you can talk about it if a couple of plays go a different way. If, if A.J. Brown doesn't drop that pass, that probably goes for yep. a touchdown. If you don't shank the punt, if you don't get the punt blocked. And, I mean, all that, but early in the year, it was like all those things, there were three or four plays that all went the Titans' way, and that made them able to win the game. And now that things have hit, the pendulum's kind of swung back the other way, they're just not able to, to make up for that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, I guess that leads us in the offense a little bit in that, it hasn't been as good. It hasn't looked as crisp. I mean, that, the first drive against the Colts was awesome. I mean, you, 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 we've hardly ever seen the Titans do that to a Colts team throughout the years, and they came out, went right down the field, didn't let the Colts had any answers for what they were doing, but they weren't able to, to do much of that once the game kind of drug on. And, again, some of that is different circumstances. Ryan Tannehill doesn't look as comfortable as he did early in the season, as he did throughout the year last year. I don't know how much of that's Taylor Lewan, how much of that, you know, is Roger Saffold, you know, as banged up as he's been in and out of games, Tannehill not trusting the protection, you know, that type of stuff. But if this offense can't put up those points like they were early in the year, you feel like this team is at best the 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and seven that we've seen the last few years. And so I don't know. I mean, like I said, if A.J. Brown catches that pass, you know, Tannehill, another one that he missed John U. Smith on, that if he hits him, it's probably a touchdown. And, you know, last year he hits that pass every time. Um, you, you know, so there's things like that going. But now you've seen a second game where Derrick Henry rushes for 100 yards. Derrick Henry had a good one in this one. I mean, you know, his efficiency was good, all that kind of stuff. He didn't break off the long run. But it was it didn't take him, you know, 25, 30 carries to get to 100 yards. I mean, he was out there, you know, getting consistent gains and that kind of stuff. But they still weren't able to sustain drive. So I don't know. I mean, you know, some people were like, well, this is, this is Ryan Tannehill. He's finally regressed to, you know, what he was before. I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think it's a product of the entire team kind of being out of sync. And it makes it hard for the offense to get in a rhythm. Yeah, it really does, and, and I think uh, there's a few factors. As, as you said, 
you know, for one, I think the uh, the offensive line is is beat up a little bit, and you know, we all know that the Taylor Lewan is a Pro Bowl left tackle. He is he's out for the season, but you know, I, I don't think Kelly has been a hundred percent for a few weeks now at, at right tackle. You know, I think the knee still still bothers him a bit. Um, you know, we saw Roger Saffold kind of try to gut through an injury there um, against the Colts, and he had missed time in the previous game as well, and, and he wound up missing the fourth quarter of of, uh, of the game against the Colts. So, uh, and you know, even Ben Jones was out for some of the uh, the indie game as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the protection is maybe not quite as sound as it was. Uh, you know, we certainly see Ryan Tannehill throwing. Uh, you know, maybe a split second long, uh, split second quicker. Uh, a lot of times, um, but I also think you know they're playing some some better defenses now, certainly than they were earlier in the season. When you look at their last four games, I think three of those top four or three of those four, uh, you know, Indy, Chicago, and and Pittsburgh, um, I believe are all top ten uh, defenses in in one way or another. You know, Indy was probably the top defense in the league. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's a little bit of coming back to earth uh, for, for this offense as well. I, you know, I certainly won't say the uh, the previous defenses they played were, were easy, but, but um, you know, not, not up to the same caliber as the ones they've gone against here um, for the most part over the last four weeks. But I think we're seeing, uh, you know, the drop-off. You know, I, I kind of charted some things today uh, since I didn't uh, – you know, not covering a Titans game, so I did something as I was watching the games there, and I think I'm going to write about this tomorrow too. But um, you know, I, I think we're seeing the struggles more, uh, more so in the passing game um, than we are in the, in the running game. Uh, you know, and and you would think maybe if it's uh, if it's only one issue, if it's the offensive line or if it's good defenses, we'd keep, we'd see kind of an equal split that maybe the both the passing game and the rushing game. Uh, you know, we're, we're struggling. But, you know, as I looked at the figures, in a lot of ways, the running game figures are, are still pretty close, uh, you know, um, to, to what they were, uh, you know, after five games, you know, after the, um, uh, or, you know, prior to the Luan injury. But uh, passing game is the, is the one that, that's really fallen off um, and is the, the biggest reason that this team, like over the last, Four games is now averaging less than a, you know over a hundred yards less overall uh, than they were for the for the first five games and you know you look at that uh, completion percentage too is about seventy percent for the first five games uh, it's been about fifty six percent for the last last few games so I think that's what we're really um, you know seeing as a, as a drop off here and and uh, um, yeah when you, when you're scoring twenty one points a game as the Titans have the last few weeks as opposed to thirty three as they did for the first five, you're not going to win too many shootouts. Um, so Titans really need to, uh, to to turn this around in a hurry, and it's not going to come easily the next two weeks. Uh, we know that because two more very good defenses await in Baltimore and in the rematch in, in Indy as well. Uh, so it's, it's, not the, um, uh, it's not an easy path to recovery as we've seen for the Titans, and, and Jim is as you and I talked about kind of before we, we got the podcast uh, cranked up here. Um, it's been interesting too, you know, for so long, uh, you know, the Titans, we, we were talking about, okay, are they, you know, are they going to win the division? Are they going to be a wild card? Where does this set them up for the playoffs? And all of a sudden, you know, after things happened, uh, uh, you know, this weekend and, and the Titans have been in a bit of a tailspin right now, they're actually not in the, uh, in the playoff picture. 
so it's a bit of a different outlook right now as we look ahead than it has been in recent weeks. Yeah, that was I was really surprised. Um, I saw that I think first from Alan Bell tonight that if the you know if the season ended today that the Titans even with that extra wild card team wouldn't be in because you have the Ravens at six and two and now we're recording this while their game against the Patriots is going on, but you also have the Raiders at six and three, the Dolphins at six and three, and the Browns at six and three. So there, there's kind of a logjam right there right now, and, and there's a lot of football left to be played, and obviously we'll, we'll see you know, some, some shakeout as far as that's concerned. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of, you know, we've spent so much time the last what, three or four years watching the scoreboard at the end of the season. We need this team to win, this team to lose, you, you know, all that stuff. And, and you feel like it at, what, 5-0, and oh, you're like, all right, like this is our – we're, we're going to – we're, we're going to get – we're going to be okay with that this year. They, they can win the division. We don't have to spend all that time scoreboard watching. And now they're kind of back in that spot. Now, it's not – you know, the Colts are 6-3 also. Um, now they, you know, have the game in hand against the Titans now. But the, 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 the Titans and Colts play again in two weeks. So um, it's not the end of the world there. But like you said – the schedule, and we talked about this in the beginning of the season, they needed to get out to a fast start because the schedule at the end of the year is tougher than ones in years past have been. Um, and so you've got the Ravens this week. You've got the Colts following that. You've got the Browns. That game is at home, but, I mean, that's a team that's it's in, the, in the mix right now, um, you know, with the same record as the Titans. And then you go – Jaguars, Lions, Packers, Texans to end the year. And, I mean, the Jaguars and the Lions aren't very good, but the Packers are, you know, really good. And that game's a Monday night game in Lambeau. And we know the struggles they've had in Houston in years past. So, (laughs) by no means, you know, are are many of those gimmies. And, I mean, as you look at it, you know, as we sit here right now, the Titans will be favored. I would assume they'll be favored at home against the Browns. I mean, we'll we'll see how things shake out the next couple of weeks. They'll be favored against the Jaguars, probably favored against the Lions. They're probably an underdog in, in Green Bay, probably favored against the Texans because uh, they're just not very good. But they, they've got some work to do here. And, you know, like you said, it, it's easy when you're, when you're scoring a bunch of points, you can win shootouts. That's not the case anymore. And so they're going to have to make some adjustments on both sides of the ball. And, you know, it is weird because the, the rushing game hasn't seen that drop off since LaJuan's been out. But they certainly have seen that in the passing game. Now, if if AJ Brown catches that pass, it's a different it's a different story, right? I mean, yardage is different. I mean, completion percentage is not that much different, but yardage is different. Touchdown. I mean, all that kind of stuff. It's a little bit different conversation. But he didn't, and you know that's really the only kind of shot they had. So they're going to have to do a better job of creating more of those opportunities, um, and especially with a defense like it is and special teams, all that kind of stuff. I, I still feel like there's a chance that they can get the defense at least into a place where they can be a middle-of-the-road defense. We've talked so much about that. If they could just be decent, then it's a, it's a different team. that You feel a lot better about this team. And with, you know, health and all that kind of stuff, now we don't know. I mean, hopefully Adoree is ready to go for Baltimore. That whole thing is one of the more confusing things that, you know, we've ever seen. We talked about how they, they had to activate him on Wednesday or he's, you know, he's gone for the year. They did that and then immediately ruled him out, which wasn't that big of a surprise. But we don't really have any idea where he is as, as far as being ready to play. I guess we'll get a little bit of an indication this week, um, you know, as practices happen. But they can't – I don't know. And Hopefully they're not doing this in the building. But I feel like fans, for the most part, have sat around and said, well, you know, as soon as the door is back, 
things are going to be different. You know, as soon as, as soon as he's back out there, it's a, it's a different team. And I do think that's a little bit true, but they can't just be waiting for that and think, okay, you know, 25 is back on the field. Everything's normal. We're going to see a, a similar defense to what we saw last year. It's just not going to be that way. And I think that with the passing game too, like, uh, of course, Lawan not being out there is, is a big deal. But I think you're also seeing them have to, even if, if Sambrello is not giving up sacks and that kind of stuff, they have to do some extra things to help him that they didn't have to yeah. do with Lawan. And that throws the passing game off a little bit as well. And so, again, I guess the hope is that when they have this little extra time right here, that they're able to figure out some ways to kind of compensate for that and get closer to what they were with Lawan out there. Yeah, because uh, again, I, I did the same thing that that you did there, and, and looking down the schedule, and you and you say, uh, okay, who well, you know who, who are they favored to beat, who are they not favored to beat, how's this all gonna uh, turn out? And you know, I, I figure there's three. Your your Titans are, are almost sure to be favorites. Three, they're almost sure not to be favorites. And then Houston, to me, is I, I suppose they'll probably end up being favorites in in Houston, but it's almost in my mind, it's almost a toss up game just because Houston has really, uh, you know, had the best of the Titans for the most part down there. Of course, you know, the Titans had a big win down there uh, at the end of last year. Um, but I, I, I still look at that as, as kind of a toss-up game with Deshaun Watson always, you know, such a threat. And, and you know, if, if you say, okay, they're going to win the, the games that they're favored, <clears throat> lose the games that they're not favored, you know, all of a sudden you're <laughs> you're back looking at a uh, – is this a nine and seven or ten and six uh, team? Which you know, I'm, I'm sure will will you know Titans fans will roll their eyes a little bit. They maybe once they got out to that five and zero start, they thought, okay, maybe we're out of the nine and seven, uh, ten and six range for for the year. Anyway, you know, maybe this is the year of of uh, you know an eleven and five or, or or something and not like that. But uh, yeah, I think some of the issues now, and unless we see them turned around in a hurry. I think we may be, uh, you know, sweating it out. Uh, the Titans may be sweating it out down to that uh, last week or the second last week, whether it's a whether it's a playoff spot and and uh, you know whether it's a nine and seven finish or not. And then then you know it's it's uh, certainly I, I think the Titans had a lot of optimism um, that it won't or that it wouldn't come down to that. And and you know Mike Vrabel talked often about that in the off season and before the season of. You know that has to be the next step. We got to start hosting playoff games, and um, you know not having to be on the road every playoff game as they as they were in the run to the uh, to the AFC Championship last year. Um, and it's not you know we we shouldn't uh, we're, we're not writing an obituary or anything like that to the to the Titans season at this point because you know if we if you remember you look back at last year after nine games uh, they had just gotten soundly beat by Carolina. They were four and five uh, at that point, and and nobody really gave them much of a chance. Well, I think the next week they beat Kansas City somehow, uh, and and then you go on a run, and then you know next thing you know you're in the in the AFC Championship. So things can change, you know. Teams can get better, obviously, through the course of the season. But I think especially defensively, uh, we really need to some, see some significant changes. It, it it troubles me a little bit uh, for the Titans standpoint that. You know, we still hear a lot about uh, communication, you know, not necessarily being great uh, out there and, and that they, you know, they're talking about, hey, we need to over-communicate uh, as, as opposed to under-communicate. And, and I still, I think that goes back to, you know, partly the, the, the lack or, or the loss of a lot of leaders 
uh, a lot of wise, experienced guys, and it starts with Dean Pease, and then you look at the Jarrell Casey's, Logan Ryan's, even Wesley Woodyard being there in that interior or the inside linebackers room uh, as well. And that's a, that's a lot of guys who were very bright people who knew not only their positions but positions uh, around them as well. Um, you know, and, and I'm not sure that we've had the guys step forward quite yet and assume those the new roles um, in that respect. And that that might be one thing uh, that the Titans need to happen here as the uh, you know as the last seven weeks of this season unfold. Yeah, and that's probably a way they were hurt by not having an off season. Now, obviously, that was the yeah. case for everybody. But like you said, when you when you lose that much experience on that side of the ball, and then you lose your coordinator as well, um, you, you know, just having that time to be together and to learn the different stuff they would have been able to do through OTAs and, and that type of stuff that they didn't get. Now, again, you can't use it as, as an excuse because that's been the case for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, at four and five last year, you did feel like it was time to write the obituary, right? And that, that's <laughs> yeah, certainly, yeah, that's certainly not the case now. And, you know, again, look look ahead schedules are a fool's errand, you know, before the season, but now as well. But when you look at the, what the Colts have left, I mean, they play the Packers this coming week, and then, you know, obviously the Titans again, and they've got the Texans twice in three weeks. Um, like, like they've had with the Titans now. They play the Raiders in between those two games, and then they've still got their game against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, it, it, their schedule is not exactly easy either. So, it, it's again, not the division is not done at this point yet. But like you said, if you're going to take that that next step that we've, you know, the <laughs> good to great, right, from last year um, that, that was, was harped on so much. Um, and the Titans, I think, eventually took that step last year. It, it took a little bit longer than we thought it should have. But now it, it seems like they've taken a step back even from where they were last year. And so now it's just like, okay, we've got to figure it out. Yeah, they got to figure out what's, what are these next steps? How can we get back to the level we were playing at early in the season? And, again, I, I think there's just been a lot of circumstances, injuries and stuff that are a little bit outside of their control. That stuff happens in the NFL. Again, not an excuse. But hopefully they can, they've spent some time this week kind of reevaluating that stuff and, and developing a plan going forward because, I mean, you got three weeks here against three good teams, and, you know, it, they, they cannot afford to go one and two, really, even in that stretch. I mean, they need to win probably two of these next three to still be in the hunt for the division, to have yourself at, at worst in a, good, in a good place for a wild card run, and it's not going to be easy. But we, I mean, I think as we sit here, we still feel like the Titans have the 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 team, the the talent, the coaching staff that's able to get that done, right? We just need to see it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right, and you know, to to once again kind of address that point that that we're not you know writing the Titans off or anything like that. You know, when you still uh, sometimes I like to look at the, the the playoff probability sites also. You know, whether it's like five thirty eight or or, uh, you know, I think there's another one called Playoff Focus or, or uh, something along those lines. But anyway, you know, just to look at them from a number standpoint, and, and they do the same things, you know, that, that obviously we do, but they do it better in terms of <laughs> numerical analysis and so forth. Uh, you know, and, and I think 538, for instance, still has the, the Titans at a 60% chance uh, of making the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, most of the other sites that I saw are, are along the same line. So, um, certainly, you know, there, there's still, uh, optimism that, uh, 
you know, the, the Titans have a, uh, decent shot at, at making, making back-to-back playoff appearances. But, um, yeah, we, we were surprised, or at least I was surprised. And I think, you know, we talked about it, that, that some of these other teams, the, the Vegas's and the, and the Miami's and the, and the Cleveland's of the world have kind of snuck up, uh, and they're going to be contending right, uh, right down the stretch. You know, I mean, all of a sudden Miami with, uh, Tagovailoa in there is, is not uh, you know lost with with him as a starter and uh, the Browns are coming around and and uh, you know the, the Raiders I don't you know they're they're not necessarily to me anyway they're not necessarily winning a lot of big games or beating great teams but they've kind of done what they're they're supposed to do so uh, uh, all of a sudden there's a whole lot of competition and uh, um, you know I I do think another plus. For the Titans, as we look ahead too, even though that five of these last seven games um, are on the road, if there's any year, you know, to, to be, um, you know, playing some tough road games, this is it, <laughs> you know, because let's face it, the, the road advantage uh, or the home advantage, I guess I should say, of teams is not what it usually is when you've got, you know, maybe 10,000 or, or 15,000 or, or less fans in the stands you know it's just not the same as when you've got a screaming mob of 60 or 70,000 so uh, you know from that standpoint you know, even though the Titans have a tough uh, haul uh, going down the stretch I, I think it could be you know much more intimidating that way during uh, during a regular season so um, you know and and uh, just looking at next week's game too you know I'm, I'm kind of keeping half an eye on the on the Baltimore game and you know they're getting beat by a couple of scores here as we speak by the, uh, by the Patriots. Um, and, and as you and I talked about kind of before this, the, the podcast got going too, you know, the Titans have almost were, were the team that kind of, uh, you know, had a blueprint on, on how to stop Lamar Jackson and, and settle the, uh, or kind of shut the Ravens down a bit. And a lot of teams have copied that. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see some more from the, from the Titans next week. You know, it's almost as if now the Titans defense is, is probably better against those kinds of teams than they are against the, uh, you know the the standstill, quick release quarterbacks like Roethlisberger uh, and and Philip Rivers who get the ball out so quick and it's just like a you know a metronome. Uh, they're they're better off uh, you know almost playing a Lamar Jackson because they were able to uh, you know contain him anyway rushing and then force him into a pocket passer, which uh, in that instance uh, you know actually turned out pretty well. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, Monday night in Green Bay is going to look a lot different than it ever has <laughs> in, in the past with, with not having the fans there or as many of them there as that, that kind of point. It, it's certainly true, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, there's, a, there's so much that goes into an NFL season, and things seemingly change so much from week to week, so it, it, it's by no means that they're done and anything like that but like i said they just they they got to find they they got to find a few answers on things and they got to shore up special teams you can't be losing games on special teams like they have a couple of times and uh, i mean I, I think they lost the game against the colts on special teams obviously there were other yeah. issues but i mean that was really the thing that you point to say okay that's the difference in the game they haven't had a game where you could necessarily i mean you know Goskowski misses the the field goal at the end of the the Steelers game that would have sent it to overtime but to me, even if he makes that field goal, then it comes down to a coin toss because I don't think the either team was going to stop the other one in, in overtime. So whoever got the ball first right. was most likely going to win. Um, you, you know those types of things. But I don't. They just they they got to get they got to get rid of that issue and then you know move yeah. forward with the other things. And I mean I I I still as we sit here right now I, I still feel confident.
confident that they can do it, like I said, but it's mm-hmm. just they got to they gotta show it to us. And, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I think that's a fair assessment, and I think, you know, if you had Mike Vrabel telling the, the ultimate truth and not, you know, what we get from him most of the time when he, when he talks, um, he'd say the same thing. Like, look, we, we, we feel confident about the people we have in this building, but now it's about going out and doing it when it counts. So, um, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I don't I, – I'm, I'm by no means out on them at this point, and, you know, it's not time to start talking about the draft yet, but you've got to see some things change here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because right now the uh, the trend uh, is is not a good one. They need to uh, uh, you know stop the bleeding here, and we thought that was the case. We thought it had happened against Chicago. Eh, not 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 necessarily. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see coming up this week, and and you know uh, again, yeah, I think defense is still the biggest issue, uh, um, despite the indie game, which I agree with you. I think with special teams, but overall, uh, it's it's defense. And and last year, you know, I, I think it's good to point out too. Uh, as you look back, you know last year's defense wasn't great by by any stretch for the for the Titans. It was a good defense. It was kind of a middle of the road overall uh, defense for for the most part, but it was good enough um, that when the Titans under Tannehill were scoring thirty points a game, which they did, you know, for the last ten weeks of the season, and and you know for for some of the way in the, in the playoffs as well, it was good enough to uh, to win most of the time. And and again, I think if the Titans can get to a spot where the defense is just you know, it's passable. It's it's average. Um, you know, then then I think uh, once again we're gonna we're gonna see some good things from this team. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, we'll be tracking all that stuff at BroadwaySportsMedia.com. So check that out. Still plenty of um, you know dissecting to do over this loss in Indianapolis, and then looking forward to the Ravens uh, that game coming up on Sunday. So John, thanks as always for joining me. Sure. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can follow John on Twitter at Glennon Sports. Like I said at the top, uh, Home Run Throwback is the podcast feed. Just search that out wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get this show and Titans in 10 that we do a couple days a week. So for John Glennon, this is Jimmy Morris saying thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.